Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat, all these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. I've personally never tried therapy, but I've heard from friends it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com Waypoint to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Waypoint. Today, Gearbox Talk is all about musky fishing, and we're getting knowledge from someone that's fished with some of the best anglers in the world. Who, me? Oh, Lord, no. I don't know the first thing about it. Which is why I brought in none other than Pete Presbiora to talk about it, who you may also know as Polish Pete. Pete's going to answer how to properly upsize your lures for winter musky fishing, how to most effectively cast and retrieve, what color lures do musky like in those cold winter months, where to find the musky, kind of important, right? And more. Now, in order to proceed, I must ask you to just hit subscribe. Every single week on Wednesdays, I'm dropping shows like this that teach you more about what you already love to do, or maybe show you some things that you don't even even know about yet like dark house spearing yeah did you miss that one because it was awesome all right time for less promotion and more fishing this is gearbox talk with pete presbiora Presbiora, man, welcome back to Gearbox Talk. We're going to talk about something today that I, I know nothing about this, so I'm, I'm really excited about this. This is not a type of fishing I'm familiar with at all, so we're going to talk musky fishing, and, and you're the guy, man. I'm excited to talk to you about it. How's it going? It's going great, Brad. Thanks for having me. All right, so we're going to dive right in. Winter is settling in, and I talked to my team to ask, like, hey, what's, what are some good musky questions we should talk to Pete about? And they're like, oh, you got to figure out, do you size up or down in lure size? And, and I want to know what you're using as well. So what do you got? So basically, uh, I, I've with my former job that I had before I started at Omnia, I, I used to work with a lot of influencers in the musky market. So 
I'm, I'm very blessed to be friends with some of the best muskie anglers and most accomplished muskie anglers in the country. So to be honest, most of the time I've ever had any success muskie fishing, it's because I've been in the boat with those guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, myself, I recently got the bug. Last year, I got to film the show with, uh, with the Linders, who are my heroes, and go up to Canada and, and fish for muskies. And um, So I've learned a lot, a lot in the last few years personally fishing for them. But uh, I can tell you that I get, I get tips and tricks from some of the best in the biz. And, uh, and they would definitely say to answer that question – Sizing up in the fall is going to be key uh, to getting you of that big giant ghost musky bite that everybody's searching for in the winter. And what particular are you using? Do you have some lures you want to share? Or sure. Um, so uh, before I before I go there, a lot of musky anglers find the best success with giant muskies fishing live bait in the winter. Uh, and what they use is 12 inch plus long sucker minnows. So we're talking big giant, I mean, big, as big as a small bass. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. With a, with a giant float and it's like something you'd only see in saltwater. Um, uh, and that's a very popular technique used to catch wintertime muskies. Um, but I'll also say, uh, throwing bucktail baits right which are just giant oversized inline spinners that every trout angler and uh even you know bass anglers uh bank beating anglers their whole lives that run up and down the banks of a small stream or river it's the same looking bait just on a massive scale um and and that bait has probably caught more muskies than any bait uh any um, almost probably as much as all the other baits combined in the artificials world of muskies um you know, they call it the fish of 10,000 casts for a reason because you literally can make 10,000 casts and never see one. Um, and that bucktail allows you to cover a ton of water. And usually I like smaller ones, uh, like the MEPS musky, musky killer. I, I love that bait um, uh, because uh, one, I've got skinny arms, so I get wore out pretty fast uh, trying to turn the blades of that big, huge bait all day long. And it allows you to cover a lot of water really fast. And that's the thing is sometimes covering water is better than any, any other technique is just really just making as many casts as you can in a day and just up your odds of getting bit. Uh, but that winter time in specific, that giant size bucktail is going to be what gets you bit. Uh, one other one would be a big jerk bait or a big giant crankbait. Uh, this one here is actually on the smaller size, uh, a smaller side. And this is a Jake. Um, uh, then, then in the winter, a lot of people will troll or cast lures that are upwards of two feet long for a muskie. So, uh, to answer that question, simply big, bigger is better. It is like salt water. That's crazy. And, and you were talking about covering water fast, but I want to ask specifically with the colder water and weather, you know, how, what's the retrieve like, is it faster or slower on, on the actual retrieve of the bait? Good question. Uh, you know, I, some of the best, most accomplished muskie anglers in the world, guys that have records and, and, and are, are known as gurus of this will buy equipment that will literally break your arm. It feels like trying to fish with, cause they'll reel so fast. Um, they're literally covering water as, as fast as they can and really trying to get a reaction bite out of those fish. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's, because those fish are, are are reacting just out of sheer, uh, you know, they're trying to gorge themselves to to be able to winter, you know, because most 
of the best musky habitat is in the really cold regions of the, of the country. So, uh, those lakes get really, really cold and those fish go almost dormant in the winter. So, um, they will just, they, they feed up on the biggest meals they can possibly get. They, they've been seen eating geese, uh, big ducks. Um, you know, there's, there's, they'll, they'll eat another muskie that's half their size. That's crazy, man. Uh, that's yeah. pretty wild. I didn't know they eat geese. That's a new one for me. Again, yeah. I'm in Kentucky, not necessarily something I've chased after a ton. Um, so I'm curious though, uh, you kind of showed a couple different options on the color and it sounds like there can be a range, but what, what color do muskie like in the colder months? And, and I could, does it, does that change with the lures that you kind of talked about? Yeah. I see being that there's such a hard fish and that's why, why muskie anglers that I I've been associated with and the kind of the bug I've been bit by, they're so intriguing because they're so hard to catch and they're, and you really have to be on top of your game and mentally and physically committed. I compared it, uh, I compare it absolutely to my friends who are big game hunters. I mean, it's, it's sometimes they, they come back and they're just as excited that they didn't get to, to, to you know, they're, they're almost, their batteries are charged more from not completing the hunt to go next year. And they want to go even more because they want to put the pieces of the puzzle together and take down that trophy animal. Um, musky anglers are going after a four foot long freshwater fish that's full of teeth and just the meanest thing that swims in fresh water. So, um, Honestly, you have to be open-minded when you're musky fishing and that's, it doesn't matter the body of water. It doesn't matter the time of year. You have a lot of tackle and a lot of gear with you and you're throwing everything from natural forage mass matching baits, like gold colors to match walleyes, which muskies feed on. They feed on a, a bait fish in the North part of the country called a tulip ear, a white fish. So white colored and silver colored baits, um, to match forage that they're actually feeding on. Um, but that could all go right out the window on any given day for any reason. They'll hit a hot pink lure. Um, they'll hit a orange flashy, crazy looking bait with chartreuse blades. Um, you, that's one of the absolutely magic things about muskie is, uh, nobody, nobody knows everything about muskies. Uh, you're, it could be any given day and, uh, you better have four or five different colors with you and you better throw all four or five of them that day. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like the interesting thing about your response there is like, Hey, you mentioned 10,000 casts. So, yep. you know, like it's a tough thing. Cause you know, you got to throw so much and you, you may throw all day and then, you know, at the end of the day you get a bite, but like normally if with bass fishing, if they're not hitting something, you'll switch, right. You'll keep trying until, but, but that's like a rapid fire process. Like I've fished with my, my uh, business partner, John Hunter and watching him fish was like watching, I, it was magic, like the, his process and how fast he moves through gear until he finds the thing. But it sounds like you can't necessarily do that with this. But, you you know, it's like is it sounds like magic in, in that you just get lucky and find out what they're interested in. You know, there's people who are going to say exactly what you just said. And I will tell you right now, up until a couple of years ago, I would say 100 percent. It was almost a fish of dumb luck. Right. <laughs> I, even I've caught a handful of muskies on accident bass fishing, right? And so I've always thought, man, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. It's just putting in the work. But for some reason, there's a handful of anglers that the muskie anglers out there who are watching this know who they are, seem to make it work. And they kind of put those pieces of the puzzle together. And of all of the species of fish, including saltwater that I, I've obsessed, obsessed with my whole life, muskie anglers share the least amount of information. <laughs> <laughs> to them, it really is 
a trophy animal yeah. that, that deserves the respect, deserves their respect. They're not big Instagram guys. They're not big, you know, TV show guy. They, it's really a connection between them and those animals. Cause they are huge. They're big. They're the biggest freshwater predator, uh, with teeth anyway, uh, that we've got in, in North America. And, uh, they're hard to catch and there is some rhyme and reason to it. And if I ever figure it out, uh, I don't know if I'll tell everybody like those guys. Won't, you won't come I, back on gearbox talk and share your I, secrets. <laughs> I feel like I would. Uh, but, uh, I will tell you last year I spent a week on a houseboat on the North end of Lac Sul Lake in, in Ontario, Canada, which is way up. It's hundreds of miles from any sort of civilization. Yeah. And, uh, we were way, way up on the end of it. And, uh, I spent, five days dark to dark fishing for muskies, uh, sore arm, sore back. Um, I saw some of the biggest fish I've ever seen in fresh water on that trip. And I, and, and what I was doing, they would come up at the side of the boat when you were figure eighting, it's called, you actually stick your rod tip in the water and rip that big bait around in a big figure eight shape. And they'll come up out of the abyss and just rip it out of your hands. And, uh, I did not, I had a whole bunch of follows. I didn't catch one muskie that whole trip, but wow. the guy I was with is one of the best muskingers in the world. His name is Jeremy Smith. And we caught a giant on camera. He caught a fish that I brought to the side of the boat, figure eighting. And then he went back and he actually caught the fish. Um, and ever since that trip, I've been more obsessed with muskies than I ever have been, <laughs> even though I had such terrible success. I honestly get now why my friends that are trophy hunters that are, you know, more, uh, you know, hunters than fishermen, more than anglers, what, what gets in their blood. I get it now. I get yeah. it why they would hunt and, and want to go back next year, even though that, that, you know, they, they didn't have a successful season the year before. Oh man, missing out or, or not coming back with something when you're hunting makes you want to do it tenfold more, uh, especially if you've saw something like now yes. you're like, Oh, it's out there. It's <laughs> yeah. possible. You know, yep. uh, for sure. I can totally relate to that. You know what? Um, all this in mind, there's a lot of variables here and, and you've kind of talked through some of the lures, but I'm curious, uh, do you fish a deeper running lure in, in the colder weather? I mean, you kind of talked about the figure eight and some of this stuff too, yeah. but in theory, like, are you going a little bit deeper because of the cold or does that matter as much with these fish? You know, honestly, all the success I've ever seen publicly get thrown out there for muskies in the cold weather months is re relevantly shallow. Um, depending on the body of water, of course, there's some reservoirs and things like that where shallow is 30 feet off the bank. Uh, right. but, uh, most of the natural lakes in the North part of the country and up into Canada, you know, shallow can be three foot of water. Um, those fish tend to be more shallow in those bodies of water in the cold weather months. They do. Um, they're the alpha predator and they're eating the things that are up there eating the little bait fish. So just like bass and walleyes and everything go up shallow in the fall to feed on all the little uh, perch and minnows that are, that are forage in the lake for those fish. Uh, muskies go up there to eat the, eat the uh, walleyes and bass and, and white fish and everything that are up shallow feeding in the, in the cold weather months. Awesome, man. Well, I had a, another question about the retrieve, but we already kind of talked about that. You said they're just aggressive as all get out to kind of yeah. stimulate the, the attention of the fish. Um, man, this was awesome. I learned a lot in this and that I've never, I've never been musky fishing. I've definitely never been around it at the level you are. My experience with it is in the go wild app. We have a trophy feature and it's one of the coolest fish when you see somebody holding up that like ginormous, 
you know, Muskie for, for their trophy shot. I will say they now that you mention it, I do think I see fewer locations and no tackle shared on the Muskie photos. People are keeping their secrets to themselves. <laughs> got it. Got All right, it. man. Tell people how to find you and uh, give a little shout out for Omnia here as we wrap down the show. Awesome. Well, you can find us at uh, omniafishing.com and on our social channels, which is Omnia Fishing with Instagram and Facebook. And me, I'm on Instagram as Polish Pete. So if you want to talk fishing, shoot me a message. Awesome, dude. Well, thanks so much for coming on and, and talking about something that was totally new to me. And I think you gave some great advice for, for someone else that's kind of like me in that mindset, but wants to try it. Awesome. Thanks, Brad. Have a good one, bud. Thanks, Pete. You too, man. Thank you, Pete. As always, the gear mentioned is linked to in the show notes. Now, lately, a ton of this gear has been sold out, which is just the status of the outdoor industry right now. It's kind of hard to find anything. In fact, if you have access to ammo, tackle, and I don't know, an RV, you probably have something worth more than your nerdy brother-in-law's investment in Dogecoin. Now, unlike cryptocurrency, Gearbox talk has not been featured in the Wall Street Journal, to my knowledge. But it's still an investment that you should make. So please hit subscribe to make sure you're getting awesome content like this every single week. That's it for me today. I'm out. We'll